0: Praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honour to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way, and who has extended his good favour to me before the king and his advisers and all the king's powerful officials. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. Amen.
1: So what does it look like for the hand of God to be upon you? And how can that change your life? Well, in Ezra, we see someone who has a hand of God upon them, and he is absolutely fearless. So to set the scene, the Israelites have been taken into exile by the Babylonians after generations of sin and turning against the Lord, and the temple of gods is now fallen into uh, disrepair. Now, one of the Israelites who was in exile was a man named Ezra, who was a scribe and who was well-versed in the law of Moses. Now, there's a, a king named Atar Xerxes, the ruler of Persia, who labeled himself earlier in the chapter as the king of kings. And he asked Ezra to help rebuild the temple of the Lord and to teach the law to any who do not know it. Not only was this a sign that the long exile in Babylon was finally coming to a close, it was also a huge responsibility to be placed onto one man, especially from one so high and honorable as Atar Xerxes. After reading this letter, Ezra is, he praised this prayer which you just read, And he's very, very encouraged. God's people are finally coming out of exile and could begin rebuilding the ancient church. But if you look at the passage closely, he doesn't take courage because he has personal correspondence with the king. He doesn't take courage because he has confidence in his ability to rebuild. He takes confidence because, in verse 28, the hand of the Lord my God was on me. Ataxerxes isn't even mentioned by name in this prayer. He's only referred to as the king. The name of the king and the kingdom don't even matter to him. It sort of seems like an afterthought. The opinions and judgment of the world are completely unimportant for Ezra when he considers the church, even from the self-proclaimed king of kings, Ataxerxes, who is in charge of one of the largest kingdoms on earth. The only encouragement Ezra needs to go ahead with such a staggering task is the knowledge that the hand of God is upon him. No other factor was important to him. So if we go into chapter 8, in, in, the, in this chapter, the phrase, the hand of God was upon me, or some variation of that, is used twice. This is when Ezra is going from Babylon back to Jerusalem and is going to rebuild the temple. And before leaving, he says in chapter 8, verse 22, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. And so he refuses to take any soldiers or any protection with him at all when he goes back to Jerusalem. And from a from a worldly point of view, that seems kind of nonsensical. This is Ezra, a man with a very important mission from the king, With, if you look at verse uh, 26 and 27, has bags of silver and gold articles for the temple with him, going on a four-month journey through the land of their enemies, and he refuses any protection at all. He's just going with priests. No doubt some of the people in the king's court thought he was a, A bit dumb, or a bit weird. And yet, he sets out for Jerusalem without fear. And the Lord protected him. After they reached Jerusalem, in verse 31, he writes, the hand of our God was on us, and he protected us from our enemies. I think it's worth noting that it's repeatedly referred to as the gracious hand of God, rather than the mighty or the powerful, the strong hand of God. Ezra wants to make it abundantly clear that first and foremost, the Lord provides for his people and is compassionate to them. Another thing I've is the fact that Ezra knows confidently the hand of God is upon him. And how does he know this? It's because he's, well, versed in the law of Moses. He reads his Bible every day for his whole life. And because of this, he has a deep personal connection to Jesus. And while it's true that reading the Bible doesn't make you a Christian, it can't be denied that reading the Bible is the only way of understanding the divine will of Jesus. So throughout this whole endeavor, Ezra has filled with complete confidence the hand of God is with him. And this allowed him to do incredible things in rebuilding the church. See, when the hand of God is upon us, when the Lord is on our side, there is no reason to fear. Ezra walked with confidence every day, knowing the Lord would protect him. And that's something that we can do as well, knowing that Jesus, whose hands created the world, whose hands guided Ezra back to Jerusalem, and whose hands were stretched out on the cross for our sake, has those same hands upon us in everything we do. We can have the courage of Ezra every day. Amen.